Welcome back to Torah Psych 101. Parshas Vayelech, every bar mitzvah boy's dream. Only 30 psukim. So what is there to talk about? So I'm going to continue on on the theme of Eretz Yisrael. You know, you take advantage. I know my father-in-law always tells us, you know, back in our days, we didn't, we couldn't just get on an airplane and fly to Israel. It took a long time to be able to get to Israel. And nowadays it seems so easy, although this past trip that we took to Eretz Yisrael was not as easy as it used to be because you had to apply for an Ishur, you get your permission to go, you have to take a PCR test, a serology test, and it's it's not as easy. And then you start feeling for Moshe Rabbeinu. Because the past few parashios, we know that all Moshe Rabbeinu wants to do is try to get into Eretz Yisrael. Finally, he, or I guess he came to the acceptance that he's not going to be able to get into Eretz Yisrael. And he starts giving a little bit of Moser to Kalal Yisrael. And it's it's just amazing how much of a fight that Moshe had to put up to try to get into Eretz Yisrael before he accepted the fact that he wasn't going to get into it. Now, Baruch Hashem, I have a son married, living in Eretz Yisrael with my grandson, which is beautiful, um, and working as a Rebbe in a yeshiva, and another son who's learning in yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael. And it's just an amazing thing that you have the power of being in such a holy place, um, a place where you can learn and grow. And when you think about what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do, he's trying to get into Eretz Yisrael. But he understands that there is a concept that if you can't grow anymore, there's no use in, in living. And the Ger Rebbe said that by the time that Moshe was 120, he reached what we would call the ultimate in terms of what he was able to attain in terms of spirituality and the Kedusha that he had as, as just a human being. And the only possibility that, that Moshe would have to, to grow even further was if he were able to live in Eretz Yisrael, because as we know, there are, only, there are certain mitzvahs that are only totally in Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe, the only possible growth that he would have would be to live in Eretz Yisrael. And since he was denied going into Eretz Yisrael, he decided that this was his time, and he knew that this was his time that... Um, he was going to to die. So a lot of what he's saying in Parshas or in Sefer Devarim is really said on the day of his death. And Moshe was willing to accept that he was going to die. And if he was going to die and he couldn't go into Eretz Yisrael because that would be the only way that he can grow even more, then dying was the the best possible solution for him. So what about us? You know, we have opportunities to grow. We have opportunities to go to Eretz Yisrael. So going to Eretz Yisrael for us is something which we can do. And a lot of us are able to do. Um, and that would be the best way to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu by being able to keep all the halachos. And we know about Shemitah, which is has been in the news everywhere over the past few weeks about how the farmers are really uh, being most nefesh and relying on HaKadosh Baruch Hu to provide sustenance for them and their families and for all of Klal Yisrael and for all of Eretz Yisrael. And it's just a big test of Amuna. So we still come to the question of why is it that Moshe, you know, it seems to all the kids that are learning about Moshe, they know that Moshe was a great man. He was known as the humblest man of all. Of all. 
and certainly a great leader, the greatest of all the leaders of Klal Yisrael. So why is it that Moshe wasn't able to get into Eretz Yisrael? And it's one of those things that you kind of ask yourself in the context of why do bad things happen to good people. This must have been a terrible thing for Moshe, that he was denied entry. And yet we know he was a good person. So a lot of people have tried to answer the question, the quintessential question of why do bad things happen to, to good people. I know some modernists, they have tried to answer by saying, well, it's because God is, uh, you know, God doesn't have the ability to do everything, so he has to leave it up to other people to, uh, to make things happen. So not everyone is going to have good things happen to them. But the problem is with all these people who write philosophical essays on the famous question of why do bad things happen to good people is the same problem that we have with philosophers in general. And I've written about this and talked about it before. And um, after reading a few books on philosophy, I can't come to the conclusion that one of the biggest problems with philosophy is that philosophers have way too many questions and not enough answers. And when you don't have enough answers to your questions, you start losing your faith. And that's why a lot of the big-time philosophers became atheists. But Moshe understood exactly what was going on. He knew that this was where he was going to be, and that he was not going to be able to go into Israel. And therefore, he accepted this as his fate. He didn't question anymore, and he brought Yoshua in <coughs> to listen to the words that he was about to say. And even though that Yoshua was not necessarily given the directive yet to take over, he was in the vicinity so that he could hear the words that he was about the, that Moshe was about to say, and that Yoshua would be the one to carry over the Jews into Eretz Yisrael, and then during the times of Ezra, everything will be fulfilled. So the bracha is that we should all have the ability and the zechus of living in Eretz Yisrael and doing all the mitzvahs that we can only do when we're in Eretz Yisrael. So we should continue on during these Aseret Yimei Tshuva of thinking about the things that we could do different so that we can have the zechus of being granted entry into the holiest of places and especially into the heart of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.